I want to share with you from the book of Romans. We're in chapter 6. We're finishing up chapter 6 today. And we'll be in chapter 7 next week. Let's look at verse 15. What then shall we say because we are not under the law but under grace? Shall we sin, I should say, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? That's a little better read there. Certainly not. The answer is absolutely not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanks, thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. Where do you obey it from? From your heart. You obey that form of doctrine, that word of God, that gospel of Jesus, You obey from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Hallelujah. And having been set free from sin, everybody say that, set free from sin. Having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness or unto holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free or you could not do or act righteously. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. The end of those things is death. Let me say it again. The end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin. Say it again. Set free from sin. Hallelujah. That's a powerful statement. And having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. Notice the difference. There's the fruit of death, ultimately, and there's the fruit of holiness and everlasting life. So you tell me which you're going to choose when you read this. For the wages of sin is death, But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, thank you so much for your word tonight. It truly is a powerful, powerful word that reminds us of our early days and the struggle that uh, coming out of sin and breaking the sin habits and, and being set free fully and and all of the joy that we had when we were victorious over temptation, resisting it, and we got to another Sunday, and we were able to praise you with a clear conscience, hallelujah, another Wednesday, praising you week after week. Oh, hallelujah, you did so many good things for us back in those days, and you're still doing them, Lord. You're still doing them, and so help us 
to live unto you and not unto self or sin. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So I want to talk about tonight a slave no more. A slave no more. Now, most people, when uh, when you talk to them or you share about the gospel uh, or you share the gospel with them, most people who are not serving God, but serving their own, doing their own thing, serving their own agenda, pursuing their own agenda in life without God, making their own decisions, doing their own thing when they want to do it, they think they're free. They think that they are free. I thought I was free. And the Bible says, if the darkness that is in you, uh, if, the, if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? And, and so we, how great was the darkness on us? How great was that darkness? I mean, how overpowering was that darkness in our life? The fact is, people who think without God that they're free, they may have a free will, but they're not free from being a slave to sin. They're not free from Satan's snare. They're not free. If they die, Satan has them captive and bound. And the fact is, they are not. They are not free. They are slaves, slaves to sin that reigns in them. And, and they don't really know it. We didn't know it. And we may not be able to see the chains, right? The facade that they that they carried or, or that we carried at one point. But the chains were nonetheless very, very real. They were very, very heavy. The burdens were heavy. Um, the worry was overwhelming. The darkness overshadowed uh, much of our hope. There's great insecurity. And everyone without Christ's power to break chains and and those chains are the chains of darkness. Without Christ's power, every single one, every single human being, without Christ's power to break those chains and forgive them and cleanse them from sin, is still bound. Now, we know this, but we forget, uh, and this is what helps our, our burden for the lost. They don't even know what they're bound with. And our prayers to God will, will um, release the blessing of God to bring conviction on those who are bound by sin and blind in their sin. The reason why people are so mean is because they're sinners. The reason why people don't care about the things that you care about or have the same convictions that you have in whatever arena as Christians is because they're just simply sinners, Regardless of their education, how high their education is, they are still in darkness. They are slaves to sin. Regardless of their so-called enlightenment, they are still slaves to sin. Doesn't matter how educated they are. Doesn't matter how enlightened they are. It doesn't matter how much money they have. They may attain a lot of things in this world, but without Christ, it is nothing. You see, a slave... A slave is one who is owned as the property of someone else and one who is subservient 
to the control of another. Can you imagine? And, and there's people today that are suffering slavery, human trafficking. People in the past, entire generations of people have suffered slavery in the natural. But every human being is a slave to sin without Christ. They are subservient to sin. They are held captive. They cannot break free from it. A slave is normally forced into involuntary servitude. A slave is subject to or controlled by specific influences. And so spiritually, as a Christian, we are not to be a slave to anything, any habit, anything that takes away our love for God or our delight in him. You see, you know that you are breaking free from sin. You, how do you know? You know that you're breaking free from sin and you're becoming independent of it and you're being liberated from it when, when God is giving you such a hunger for the Savior more than your sin. That's how you know you're breaking free. That's how you know you're coming out. Now, if you're all the time looking back over your shoulder, your, your hands are to the plow, but you're looking back, you will not experience the full kingdom blessing that the Lord wants for you. A slave is a slave 24-7. There's no hope of, being bre- uh, of breaking free. A slave can wish for freedom, independence, but there is none. There is no hope. There is only darkness constantly. If you fight as a slave, if you struggle for your freedom, and in, in America it took generations upon generations to liberate uh, people from slavery so that they experience the same freedoms as everybody else, uh, but a slave can wish for freedom, they can wish and they can pray for independence, but there is none. And if they fought, if they fought many times, if they uh, fought against slavery. They were harshly denied, sometimes punished to death. And this is, this is a, in, in many cases, is very, very real. And it was incredibly sad. It's a sad part of history, human history, for that matter. But the fact is, is that as spiritual beings, we are slaves to sin without Christ freeing us from it. We are slaves to Satan. Many times you, people would say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. I'm going to become better. I'm going to do better. I'm not going to uh, punish or beat my wife anymore. I'm not going to beat my kids anymore. And the next week, they're doing the same thing. Why? Because they are bound by their sin. Anything, anything precious at any time can be ripped away from those who are in slavery. And isn't that how Satan is? Anything precious to us, he can just take. Why? Because he has an inroad. Because we are allowing the sin nature to rule and reign. This is how the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is. It can take away. The enemy loves to break up families. He loves to take away your finances. Loves to take away your health. Loves to take away all of those things. But in Christ, because we are free, guess what? God is restoring those things. God is doing those things. He is blessing you. And those we, we actually have a, a right to reclaim all of those things. A slave has no hope of a future no hope of life and liberty and happiness. 
The children of Israel were slaves in Egypt to Pharaoh. And this is a type, obviously, it is a type and a shadow of the bondage of sin and Satan that this world is experiencing today. Sin and Satan are like the Egyptian Pharaoh and the Egyptian taskmasters. They just hold you in bondage. They make you, make you work. They make you carry burdens that you're, you're, you don't even know why you're burdened. There's no hope for the children of Israel. There was no hope except God. Everybody say, but God. Oh, hallelujah, but God. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 26. Let me, let me say that the children of Israel were slaves to the Egyptian Pharaoh. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 13. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now listen. Egypt was the most powerful nation in the known world at that time. And they had the technology, they had the weapons, they had everything they needed to hold an entire nation captive. But guess what? God, hallelujah, the God factor, that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands, the bonds of your yoke and made you walk upright. Hallelujah. See, they were beaten down. And that's how Satan is. He beats you down. He, he bends you over. He makes, it, uh, he makes life unbearable in many cases. And you know people, and I know people, they think they're having fun. They live, live for the weekend, but all week long, they're burdened down, beaten down, and bent over. God brought the strongest nation in the known world to desolation to set his people free. He did it with a high hand, a mighty hand, because he's almighty God. He can stop whatever he wants to stop, and he can continue what he wants to continue. Our God did this, and in much the same way our God, through his Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, has brought Satan and his kingdom to powerless desolation Hallelujah, through his magnanimous power, he shook hell and hallelujah, shook Satan off of our lives, defeated death through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are slaves no more. Say it with me. We are slaves no more. Hallelujah. And so walk upright. Don't be bent over in insecurity in fear, anxiety, stand upright and speak to those things that used to bring fear or used to bring trepidation or used to cause you pain or used to enslave you if they're still trying to claw their way back into your life. We are free from sin. We are free from Satan. We are free from the kingdoms of kingdom of darkness, hopelessness, and, of course, eternal damnation, death, all of it. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus made this statement about the very thing we're talking about here. This was just not Paul's doctrine. This was the doctrine of Jesus. John 8, 34, Jesus answered them, who's them? That is the Pharisees who were saying, oh, we've never been in bondage. We've never been a slave. So Jesus just sets them straight. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin or practices sin is a slave of sin. 
And sin is simply this, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, all those things. We talked about last week. I had I numbered plenty of them last week in the, in the um, uh, epistles of John, uh, Paul, John and Paul. The apostle Paul wrote to the Galatian church these words. Notice this, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your heart, crying what? Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave. Say it with me. You are no longer a slave, but what? A son. Everybody smile. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a child of God. Come on. Say it like you mean it. You are a child of God. Those things are broken off of your life. You have the nature of God. You have the DNA of God. You have the words of God in your heart. You have the mind of Christ. You have the anointing of Jesus. You have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in your heart. You have the promises of God, hallelujah, that destroy every yoke. You are sons of God. And if sons, you are heirs of God through Christ. Hallelujah. You are destined for the throne of God. You are destined for the authority of God. You have the devil under your feet and the angels at your side. Hallelujah. You are children of the most high God with all the power and all the authority that your savior had when he walked this earth. Use that power and authority. You are no longer a slave to sin. I just don't know if I'm going to make it out of it. You're not only going to make it, you're going to make it like the children of Israel came out of Egypt with all the wealth of Egypt and all the blessings of Egypt so that you can walk with God in your promised land. Somebody say amen. Oh, I'm preaching myself into a happy fit here. Praise God. See, now that we are free from sin and Satan has no power over us. In fact, we have power over him now. Just like the children of Israel, Moses, they had power over Pharaoh. Everything that Pharaoh wanted to do would backfire in his face. Every single thing. And I'm telling you, God will make things backfire on the devil. He thinks you, he's got you, but all you need to do is turn around, address him to get behind you. Get behind me, Satan. I will serve the Lord my God, and him only will I serve. And guess what? He will flee from you, and the angels will come and minister to you. He can't come to you anymore and tempt you. He cannot cause you pain anymore. And if he does, you kick him out. You get to bring the plague on him. Hallelujah. You get to speak the word of God on his head. Hallelujah. See, now that we are free from sin and Satan, we are called to willingly, humbly serve God. So so we were slaves of sin. Now, now. Paul is saying, now you become a slave of God. You become a bond. Paul called himself a bondservant. A bondservant is somebody that is willingly in servitude. This is our choice now. Hallelujah. We get to choose to become sons and daughters of God. If I'm not willing to choose him, guess what? I can become a slave of sin. Did you know there's no middle ground? There's no middle ground. You can't. You can't say, well, now that I'm free, I'm not going to serve God. Guess what? The moment you say that, boom, the handcuffs go right back on. The chains go right back on. You can't do anything about it. 
until you turn your heart to God. He breaks the chains again. And how many times did that happen when we first got saved? Hallelujah. And so we're, we're called to serve God. We're called to obey God now. We're called to love God. We get to love him. We couldn't love him before. Paul said, as long as I was bound in sin, I couldn't, I couldn't serve righteousness. I couldn't serve God. There was no way. And see, this is how religion is. Religion is so deceptive in the sense that it makes you feel like you're serving God when your heart is like an open sepulcher. And that's what Jesus told the Pharisees. They looked so good. They looked like they were serving God. They, they played the part so well. They prayed their prayers. They walked around in their robes. They, they fiddled with their phylacteries and, and all of the things that I don't even know what they were. But the fact is, is they were bound and they were dark and they were a slave to sin. So we are led now. We are led by the Spirit of God. We are free to serve God and His resurrection. We are sons of God. Why? Because He sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our heart. And now we cry, what? Daddy! Daddy, Father! Hallelujah. It's an intimate, it's an intimate cry from our heart now. Before it was, oh, I don't know what God's going to do. I, all these things, I, you know, I want to blame on God because God has power. He can do whatever he wants to when you're not serving him at all. But now we can cry, Daddy, Father, and we can ask him, God, what, what's happening in my life if something bad is going on? And he'll reveal it to you, and most likely it's the devil. So you get to turn around and put him under your feet. Somebody say Amen. I'm not doing this to you, my son. Well, who is the devil? Oh, hallelujah. So you get, to, you get to spank the devil and you get to give God praise. Somebody say spank the devil and give God. Get him out. <laughs> get him out and give God praise. It just makes it so simple, doesn't it? Anything that, that resembles the old, the, the old sin and slavery of our, our base, baser nature, uh, the devil plays on it. And so you get to rebuke the enemy. So we are led. Everybody say led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. He's moving you. He's wooing you. He's helping you. He's empowering you. We're crying, Abba, Father, every day. Hallelujah. And we're talking to him. We're walking with him. Romans 8, 14 says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You can't be a child of God without first having the Spirit of God on the inside and then learning to be led by Him. And He wants to lead you. He wants to show you. He wants to empower you. He wants to give you revelation. He wants to, he wants to help you understand uh, the dark places of your life. He wants to shine light on those things. Romans 8, 2 tells us this, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So I am free from the law of sin and death because the Spirit of God is dwelling in me. I don't have to sin anymore. I, I, I get so... Uh, amazed at the lack of understanding of people that, that, well, I'm still just a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner saved by grace. Now you are a son, a child of God, a daughter of the Most High God. Look at your neighbor and say you're a son or a daughter, whoever it is, all right, of God. You are not a 
You are not still a sinner. That would contradict the scripture. If you were still a practicing sinner, you would be a slave to sin, right? Is that correct? It's correct, Randy. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. It is. And so I am not. I don't say I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, I was a sinner saved by grace, but now I'm a child of God free. And that's not a, that's not a pride statement. That's a humble statement. I know what I was like, and I know what sins I committed. I know how much slavery I was in and chains that were, that were binding me. I know how powerful my resurrection from my grave clothes were. And I know how the keeping power of Jesus in my life, how powerful it is. And he is leading you and he is setting you free from the law of sin and death. Again, let me say it again. You know you're breaking free. You know you're breaking free when your appetite for the things of the world that used to bind you up is losing its hold and going away. So you can judge. You can judge where you are. Some of you are well on your way. I mean, now our struggle is, you know, how much do I pray? Hallelujah. How much do I believe? How much of word do I, how many times, uh, you know, how many times do I go to fire and glory? You know, that's, that's a kind of our struggle now. It's not like being bound up. See, Jesus proclaimed to the Pharisees, I re- alluded to it before, and I'll get ready to close here. Uh, Jesus proclaimed to the Pharisees, who said that they were never a slave to anything or anyone. And so John, uh, in John chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus said, Jesus said these things. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you free. So what does truth do? It sets me free. Truth is the seedbed of which uh, I, I, that springs forth in my life uh, to make me free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have neither been in bondage, never been in bondage to anyone. Sounded like a reasonable argument, except the fact that Rome was occupying uh, Israel and Jerusalem at that time. So anyway, whatever, we'll, 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 not, we'll just ignore that little fact, uh, Pharisees, right? So how can you, how can you say... You will be made free, the Pharisees said. So Jesus just skips over uh, occupying Roman armies in Jerusalem, and he goes right to the heart of the matter. He said, most assuredly, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is a slave to him, is a slave to sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. In other words, a son inherits the blessings of God, and slaves do not. Therefore, and Jesus was talking about disinheriting them. That was an, that was, he was alluding to um, something destructive for Jerusalem to happen and, and the priesthood being taken away from them. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, somebody say amen, amen. you shall be free indeed. Amen. Can I just wait there for a minute? If the Son sets you, only the Son, only Jesus, only Jesus, only him, not our education, not our money. There are things that make life easier, I'm sure. Lots of money makes things easier, but it doesn't make us free. Somebody say amen. 
To be free indeed, the word indeed means undeniably. The word indeed means truly. The word indeed means with all certainty. Hallelujah. Whom the Son has set free shall be free indeed. The Apostle Paul encourages us in Galatians chapter one, chapter five, verse one, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ, he's speaking to believers now, stand firm in the liberty in which, by which Christ has made you free. The same power that freed you is the same power that keeps you. And do not be entangled. Do not be, everybody say entangled. Entangled again with the yoke of what? Bondage, which is sin, which is relying on religious ceremony and not uh, as a son and a father relationship. Do not be entangled, he says, again with the yoke of bondage. In other words, do not be snared. Do not be enmeshed. Do not be held captive anymore. If there's anything that is happening in your life that you know does not need to be there, then get it out. Let your love for the Savior become greater than the, than the allure of the sin and of self. The example that I want to give you, I, I heard this and it was so intriguing. And I've seen this. I've watched, you know, you, you've seen uh, animal rescues where like a deer had his had his antlers in a fence and somebody came along and the deer's just fighting frantically to to uh, fight this person who's coming along uh, with greater intelligence. That person knows what that deer needs to be free. That deer doesn't know. And, and that deer's fighting frantically. Or a sea lion. I've seen sea lions get enmeshed in, in netting that fishermen have, and it's just choking them, and these, these men rescue them, and they're just fighting and trying to bite and claw, and they're just tangled up in this, this meshing or this fencing, and they don't know. And this is how God is. When God comes along, he knows exactly what the problem is. And we fight him before we're saved. We just fight him. We don't, we're scratching, we're clawing. I'm not going to serve God. And God just keeps picking at, and he keeps cutting at the mesh. He keeps cutting at the wire that's holding us bound. And we're fighting with everything. And finally, finally after time, God knowing what we need, we don't know what we need, Boom, we are free. And the next thing you know, we're serving God. Somebody say amen. God is much higher. He has a much higher level of understanding than we do. We don't even know what we need. Your loved ones do not know what they need. But trust God to be cutting the wire every day. Cut at that mesh that they're entangled. And sometimes if you get back into those things of the world, they can entangle you again and take away your freedom do not let it happen. Come on up here, Dave, if you would. And bring those lights down. Let me ask you a question here. The question is now, are you living free? Hallelujah. Are you living with just joy in your heart that, that you are a child of God? Everything may not be going right, but are you free? Everything may not be going just the way you want it, but are you free? Are you certainly free? Are you, in other words, are you listening? 
Are you able to hear him? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you being led? Are you serving him, leading and, and others and being empowered by God? Are you, are you free now to be a, a true soul winner where you know, you're not bound up in a whole bunch of sin so that it just discredits your witness, but now you're free to, to share in power. See, if sinners see you doing the same thing they're doing, that doesn't really bode well. It doesn't really, um, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a good witness when they see you doing the same things they're doing and they're bound in sin. It doesn't feel right either, I'm sure. So the key is letting go of the sin and receiving in all power the Savior. You are a slave no more, so do not be entangled again. Jesus said, whom the Son has set free, those of you watching, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. So access that power. Tap into that power. Every day when you wake up, here's what you do. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for a brand new day. Thank you that I can walk in your power. Thank you that I have your word as a lamp unto my feet. Thank you, Lord, that I can be a witness for you. Devil, get behind me. I will not listen to you. I will hear only the voice of the Lord my God. I mean, some prayer like this, just make it a declaration. Do a declaration. Write out a declaration. Read it till you memorize it. All right? Pray and believe God. Do not be a slave to sin. Bow your heads right now. Lord, as we search our heart tonight, I pray that there's that light of yours would just oh shine that warmth into our spirit, helping us see clearly. As children of God, we have your resurrection power on the inside of us. As a child of God, we're filled and thrilled and led by your Holy Spirit. Let not one person here, not one, fall into habitual sin ever, ever again. But humble obedience to you, to serve you, serving your church, serving the community, serving one another. I want you to stand with me. And I want you to make this declaration tonight. Repeat it after me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your power to free me from sin, habitual sins, lies, deceptions. Thank you that you have empowered me with your Holy Spirit to overcome every weakness of the flesh, every sin of the flesh, to live in victory over Satan, darkness, self, and sin. For this I give you praise and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everyone said, 
Amen. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. You've obeyed that form of doctrine from your heart. From your heart. Stay with it. So break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. 